Let's roll up, it's a new high. Good laughs, some good vibes. It's a safe space to talk about all the dope things that's on our mind. From world travel to philosophies, we stay stylish, come and rock with me. It's a good time, we got the sauce to make champagne, which is reality. Uh, we do it for the culture, gotta show them what we can be. This is the high life, yeah, we all so fancy. Keep it a G, cuz we are family. It's the hood debutante with London Bambi. Uh, Yo, what's up, fam? See, today I didn't interrupt the intro. Like, sometimes it's really, really hard for me not to fully, like, just take over and sing my full intro. I know y'all tired of me talking about it, but I'm still obsessed. We are on episode six of the Hood Debutant podcast, and I'm still obsessed with that intro. All right, guys. Also, before we jump in, I want to let you know I am recording or playing around with recording myself record. So I have my phone set up. And I'm just trying to play around with angles because you guys said you want the visuals and I'm trying to deliver. So right now I'm just playing around with angles, a little clip, just so I can kind of see what the background is going to look like, how it's going to look when I upload it to TikTok and Instagram. So you guys are going to get what you want and I'm slowly but surely implementing these additions to the podcast. So visuals. So still bear with me. Today I'm going to drop Maybe a, a a small clip, not of the whole podcast, but just a clip of what it looks like while I'm recording it. I do have on my sunglasses because I jumped out of bed and said I'm just jumping straight in while this energy is fresh because I decided to switch topics at the last minutes for this episode. And yeah, so I don't ask why I got on glasses sitting in my house because I look crazy. You hear me? I look crazy. <laughs> All right. Now that that is said... Welcome to episode six of the Hood Debutant podcast with your host, Joe. Joe Mama! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Your host, London Bambi. And today's topic is um, titled for today. What? Well, uh, you got tongue tied. See, this is why I shouldn't be just jumping out of bed recording. The topic of today's episode is titled. What about your friends? Now, it wasn't just inspired by the TLC song, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, but it it is also inspired with about like I'm inspired by my real life friends. So, I know I talk about them a little bit on a podcast, but I'm like this is episode I want to dedicate about friendships because honestly I feel that my friends have been a big part in my life and my friends are some of my best and strongest supporters so i was like why not give them an episode and also i'm in the midst of planning a birthday a huge birthday for one of my good friends and i'm trying to make this an experience and i'm like why is it really important for me to show my love in this way and it's because this friend has been good to me and i want to be good to this friend so this is how the episode came about at the very last minute because i got inspired by my real life friendships and the tlc song so with that being said this episode is going to be broken down in a majority of, I want to say, three parts. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of friendships. And then, as always, I'm going to end it with a story that I feel that is relevant 
to today's episode. So now that you guys got the structure, now that you guys are going to get a little bit of the visuals, I feel we can jump in and, you know, go ahead. Also, I hope you guys are well. I really do. I hope you guys have had a good week. I hope you guys are liking the podcast so far. We're only on episode six. Just know we're just going to get better and better the more comfortable I feel recording. All right. All right. That's enough of me blabbering. So let's just start off with the good of friendships. Now, I think we all can agree. Friendships are a vital part of our lives. Like, I believe friendships are a vital part of our lives because they can provide us with support, companionship, and a sense of belonging. Like a good friend can really enhance our happiness or your happiness. They can improve our confidence. You know, they can help us cope with traumas. In my life, I've had a lot of serious things that happen, and I can say that my friends have stood ten toes down. So my friends have definitely helped me with some of my life's traumas. They can also encourage us to, you know, have a live a better lifestyle. A good friend. You know, to stop from excessively drinking, maybe get out and work out. And all in all, a good friend can enhance your life. And I think it starts out by being able to pick a good friend and choose a good friend. And one of my models is the way to grab a good friend is to be a good friend. I look around my life personally, and most of my friends are my 10 plus crew. I don't have many people I haven't known for 10 plus years. When I look around now, I'm like, wow, I really haven't, I I don't think met anybody over the past couple of years that I can honestly say fit into that category where, or what I think a friend is, because I take the word friend seriously to the point where I don't even really have regular friends in my life. Most of my friends are my best friend. And I say they're my best friend because if I've known you for over a decade, then you've seen me through some high highs, some low lows. That means you've been riding for me for a while. And at that point, you're not really like a regular friend. You're a best friend, even family. Most of my friends I do consider family. I just say best friends, and that's just like a cold term for family to me because I even have people in my family that I'm like, oh, you're like my best friend. So when I say best friend, these people are family to me. And the beauty of being able to cultivate these type of long-term friendships that I now realize at my age is that you get to see your friends grow. Each friendship, when you first meet somebody, start off as a seed. And the longer you are friends, the more you get to see how that seed grows. So right now, I have friends that I'm watching build beautiful families. And I have friends that have healthy relationships. And even my single friends, I'm watching them crush it, following their dreams, you know, like moving up in their careers. And I'm looking around and I said, hey, this is really good. I'm happy with what I see when I look around my friends because I heard this I heard this phrase somewhere. Someone said, if you look around your circle of friends and you don't get inspired, it's not a circle, it's a prison. And that really stuck with me because I I 
I kind of believe birds of a feather flock together, and then I kind of don't because my friends and I, we are all individuals. Like, a lot of us are nothing alike. <laughs> like, our personalities don't really match our, you know, the way we dress, the way we look. Our mannerisms are totally different, but it is still something that keeps us bonded together heavenly. And I think that is our mutual respect for each other and our drive. Most of my friends have drive. And that's one thing I think we all have in common. And I find that to be beautiful because the longer you are friends, the longer you get to see where their drive gets them. You get to see where they're driving and they get to see where I'm driving. One of the also, like for instance, one of the benefits I think I have with my friends is they support me. Heavily, heavily. If you look at any of my projects, whether it's Black Balloon, my online store, my friends are the first to follow that Instagram page. This podcast, my friends were the first to follow the social medias for this podcast. They were some of my first listeners. I, My hobby, <laughs> whiskey, my friends will follow that Instagram page. So my friends support me on my ventures, no matter how crazy they think they are. Like They just know, okay, this is his art. It's important to him, and therefore, because it's important important to me they make it important to them and I really appreciate that and I don't take that for granted and so that's what I mean when I'm saying a friend can they can form a great support system a good healthy friendship can be a great support for you and that's I I I really appreciate that and I love that about my friends and I believe the reason I have that is because I have that love and support for them as well in order to have a good friend I believe in a old sin you have to be a friend and that's one of the things one of my goals that I always want to make sure I'm a good good friend like even right now I'm in the midst of planning one of my friends big birthdays and it's really important that I show up and try to create an experience for the people that are coming because this person has been a good friend to me and I want to make sure that I can give out that good love back and trust me what I have planned is a night to remember because I've been thinking about this so I'm kind of excited about what's to come later on this week and how I get to really really celebrate my friends like I feel like it's almost partially my birthday again because I'm like, oh, I just want to make sure that my friend is happy and everybody there is comfortable and they leave saying, whew, this was something. This was something. So that is the good in friendship. So the basic foundation, being a good friend, supportive, you know, understanding, reliable, listening to your friends. I think these are all good ingredients in the good of friendship. But now let's 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 keep it real. We're about to jump in the bad. All right. Not all friendships are created equal. Let's be real. Some friendships can be toxic and detrimental to our mental and emotional health. All right. <laughs> um, and these are the type of friendship that drains you. They make you feel bad about yourself or they cause unnecessary drama and stress in your life. It's important to recognize these friendships for what they are and take like action to protect yourself i'm gonna give you a small story time about somebody that used to be a friend of mine somebody that i used to consider a close friend like i thought me and this person would be friends forever you can tell me uh we weren't gonna no longer be friends so i used to have this friend and this is 
when I was in, yeah, I was in college and me and this person were really, really close. We had a, we had our own small circle of friends, but they kept falling out with everyone else in that circle. And I was always 10 toes down, regardless they were right or wrong. I was always 10 toes down with this friend and this friend just was becoming, I don't know. They would, they would have these high, high, low lows, but I understood it. But I guess they were becoming somewhat possessive over me. You guys already know I'm going to go follow my dreams and I'm I'm a free bird. You have to let me do what I'm going to do. So I began to branch out. I made more friends or started to meet new friends in college. Friends that I had some similarities to like with, like, you know, meeting other black gay men, which, you know, is a whole nother experience. I believe I talked about in another podcast <laughs> and I start hanging out with the, these friends a little bit more, still hanging out with that friend, but sp- spreading my time between this group of friends and this other friend. And this one friend that I'm speaking about that we're no longer friends was invited to hang out with us. But, you know, this friend, sometimes they were busy. Sometimes I was busy. So we were not able to stay connected how we were when it was just me and this particular person. Long story short, one day I pick up the phone. I call this friend. And I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, leave a mess. I've left them a message. I'm like, I haven't talked to you in a while. I hope all is well. Didn't get a response. Called this friend again, like, I think a few days later. Like, I hope everything is okay. Like, is your family all right? Are you going through something? Let me know. So about a week passed, I think I tried a third time. And I didn't, they didn't pick up. Then finally, I get a text from this friend. And this friend begins to tell me how they felt that I found a new group of friends. And I tried to keep the door cracked with them (laughs) and I look back and now the door is like closed so you know go be happy with your new friends now I immediately already knew that this wasn't my issue that this person was trying to unload on me and I was like okay um and that was just that and I told this I was like look I'm allowed to make other friends I'm allowed to expand my life (laughs) like I'm not just gonna sit here and have one person and just like you know not grow you know I'm not gonna not not meet people I I was in school I was meeting friends at my job and I actually generally like these people and uh I think about it is the friends that this person was mad that I became friends with I'm still friends with to this day it's funny how that works out and I knew I knew like okay this friendship was going to be over and this one person now I remember where I got this saying I believe it was this friend because I brought up this um saying in my old in one of my previous podcast episodes this friend was like oh I thought she was a lifetime friend but turns out we were just seasons and our season is over and I was like okay I was deeply hurt because I really cared about this person. I really considered this person my friend. I brought this person around my family. I introduced them to other friends. We literally go out. They had deep roots embedded in my life, and I thought I had deep roots embedded in theirs That to the fact that I didn't think the wind of new people would blow that tree over, that tree of a friendship over. 
But it did. And so when you've come when you've come to find yourself in relationships where a friend becomes too possessive or they just become jealous of things that you're trying to accomplish, that is the bad of friendships. I think that it's extremely important that we see these as red flags early on and deal with it and pull it up by the root and handle it and get it out your life before you find yourself years later trying to water a dead seed or, you know, this dead plant that's not growing. Like, again, like this friend was right. It, technically, we were seasons. And this person, I guess, confused me as a lifetime. And I most definitely confused them as a lifetime friend. And unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. So that can be, I guess, the bad of friendships because it shows that some friendships can start off good and they can turn out really, really ugly. And I guess that's not just with friendships. That's with many types of relationships. But I just, like I said, we're focusing on friendships. And friendships are, to me, your chosen family. So it hurts when, you know, somebody that you're like, oh, you're, you're my sister, you're my brother. And it turns out, and it's like, nah, bitch, you the op. <laughs> you don't want me to grow. You don't want me to succeed. You don't want me to meet new people. And, like, I now we have to go our separate ways. And it sucks because we was having so much fun. So to me, that is the bad of friendship. Now, jumping into the ugly of friendship. Now, when I say the ugly of friendship, I don't want us to confuse the ugly and the bad, like the negative side. No, to me personally, the ugly of friendship doesn't equal bad. The ugly of friendship to me happens when you still have so much love for your friends, but life happens and you start transitioning. Like, for instance, I move away from a lot of my friends to New York. So I don't get to see them as much. The love is still there, but it's ugly because I just can't run over to your house. So I just can't say, meet me at our favorite cafe or let's go to a museum. And I know I'm out of all my friends probably is the worst at keeping in touch. I love you. If you call me, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up when you need me. I'm going to try to be better this year on keeping in touch, but I am the worst. I will say it doesn't mean I love my friends any less. I just, I have a really busy life. I keep myself busy. As you can see, I've started a damn podcast. I have hobbies. New York is really fast paced. I work a shitload and I travel a lot, you know, and that is really, really because travel is important to me. So I'm consistently feeding my spirit. And I think my friends know that the ugly is I want it all. I want it all. And me and my friend was having dinner the other day and he brought up a quote. I think he said from Michelle Obama, which we both love. We stand Michelle. And I believe Michelle said, you can have it all, but not at once. And I think, you know, the ugly for me is I can't have that. If I could just sprinkle that time with my friends that live in other states, my friends that live in Chicago, my friends that live in L.A. and other parts of America, my friends that live across seas, if I was able to see them as much as I would like to, that would be beautiful to me. But it's ugly because I can't because there's always this sense of yearning now. We all keep in contact online. We all know what each other 
or do, are always up to. So that's the beauty of my group of friends. They don't let me, although I'm not the one to reach out, they always support me. They always will send me a message like, hey, not too much. How you doing? <laughs> you know, and I have the, I, my niece does that as well. But it gets ugly because it's like, okay, one, I'm, I'm doing well. I miss you. I miss you. I wish you, you know, we were here, but we are all out living our things. Like I have friends that's building beautiful families. I have friends that's chasing their dreams and their career, their career, and they are excelling. They are killing it. And I'm doing my thing. So the ugly to me in friendships is us that I have known for 10 plus years, my safe space, my rocks we're not being able to be like the younger version of us because a lot of times, like even with my core core group of friends, when we, when I first moved to New York, I briefly talked about this. We all would stand together and now we're all spread out. We don't talk as much and that's ugly. But when we do get together, I will say it is always a blast. It's always a celebration. And so that's another thing how you know another way you can tell that you found and built genuine friendships is you could have these extended periods of time where you don't talk you go like without speaking for months sometimes and then and, and that could be the case with me and some of my friends for months but when you do see each other you do like get into each other's face or if you have a friend to come and visit you it's like you pick up where you started off because the spirit is still the same the energy is still the same and the love which is most important is still the same so that is the uglier friendship to me it's just more so that uncomfortable transition in life and between friends now I'm going to, you know, slowly cap this podcast off with one of my favorite stories. And I've actually been waiting to tell this story. I've been waiting for a relevant episode to share this story. And this story is a cautionary tale on the importance of choosing a good friend. Like, make sure that you vet these people before you go. A lot of y'all be calling everybody your friend, your friend, your friend. No, everybody is not your friend. And just like this one girl told me, even like I'm a tree hugger and I'm going to use the trees as the metaphor of friends. This one girl was telling a story about how her family there, they live in the South and she used to go out and love playing in the, uh, they, they, they stayed by this forest or this type of woodsy area. And she would love to go out and stay like in the woods and the forest and like, just, you know, be curious. Like kids always are, you know, look at the animals, like what type of bird do I hear? And one night she said she went out and she stayed out in the forest or the woods really, really late. And when she came back, her grandma scolded her and she was like, what were you out there doing? She was like, I was just out there, you know, just playing with the trees, you know, looking up bugs, doing whatever kids do. And I guess her grandma freaked out because one, you don't want to be in the woods at night because no telling what's out there. And her grandma said, be careful. Don't be going out there playing out there deep in the woods. All those trees aren't your friend. Now, that was a pre, just a pre-story <laughs> to what is leading to the story that's going to end this podcast. So this story has been told different ways. I've kind of put my own twist of it. I don't know the origins of the story, but I do know there are different versions. Over the years, have 
as I have told this story, I've kind of created my own version. So I'm just going to call the story. We're going to title this story, The Girl and the Snake. All right. So this is The Girl and the Snake. <clears throat> you know, I got to get my voice ready. All right. So once upon a time, there was this girl. We're going to call her. Should we get her name? Should we get her name? We're going to call her. Mm. Numbers. I don't know. I just think the name is cute. We're going to call her Numbers. So once upon a time, there was this girl. Her name was Numbers. And she was walking in a field of beautiful flowers. So she was just strolling in these flowers, looking at the beautiful colors, the different type of flowers, uh, the different gardens that was built in this particular area she was walking in. And then she stumbled upon a snake. When she looked down, the snake looked very ill. And the snake looked at her and spoke. He was like, hey, can you please help me? I'm sick. I don't have any energy. I am slowly dying. Can you please help me? So the girl looked and she was like, oh my God, the snake is in such poor condition. So she bent down, she picked up the snake and she had a basket. I forgot to tell you guys that she had this beautiful weave basket by Aliyah. So she put the snake in her beautifully weaved basket by Aliyah and she went skipping on, skipping on back all the way home. So the girl skipped home with the snake in a beautiful basket. She put this makeshift bed for the snake, made it comfortable, made it pretty. I guess she picked some flowers while she was out there. So she even decorated around a bed with the flowers. And then for the next few weeks, she fed the snake, loved the snake, played with the snake. And so slowly but surely, the snake regained its energy and its strength back. One day, as the snake had gained its all power back, he was like, hey, let's go back to that uh, field we was in. So the girl was like, you know what? Yes, you know, we haven't been a week. You know, we've been in this house and been trying to get you together. Let's go back out and let's go play. So her and the snake was out in the field walking, looking, and she was explaining to the snake why she loved coming to this field, and they're talking and having a good old time. She's playing with the snake. The snake is like, ah. Next thing you know, the snake turns around and bites the girl. Now, the girl is in utter shock, but this was a venomous snake. So as the girl feels the venom start, the strong venom start to take hold of her, she looks at the snake as she falls on the ground. Her knees, she's looking at him and she's like, how could you? How dare you? I was there for you when no one else was. I was there for you when you were left for dead. I picked you up. I took you to my home. I fed you. I gave you warmth, shelter. I nursed you back to health and gave you, you know, your strength, another chance. And then you're going to turn around and bite me. You're going to turn around and bite me. And not only that, like kill me with your venom. The snake looked her dead in her eye as she was sitting there dying and said, Bitch, you knew I was a snake when you took me home. Cautionary tale, guys. Be careful of who you take home or who you call a friend. So I want to do what you want with that story. So that is why I think it's important for you to vet your friends. Like, well, don't be calling everybody your friend. And yeah. So with that being said, that is episode six of the Hood W Talk. 
podcast. And as we wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with this thought. Friendships, like all relationships, require efforts and commitment. They require us to be vulnerable, to be honest, and to be kind. But the reward of a good friendship is the support, the companionship, the shared memories, which I come to find is one of my favorite benefits as well, are the shared memories. They are all worth the effort. So cherish your friend. And again, remember, in order to get a friend, you have to be a good friend. This is the Hood Debutant Podcast with your host, London Bambi, guys. And I will talk to you next Wednesday. Peace.